0: This episode of the Old Green Plane Podcast is brought to you by Silverhawk Aviation. Since 1991, Silverhawk Aviation, located right here in lovely old Lincoln, Nebraska, has brought customers the absolute best experience for charter flyers well, all over the Midwest. From a full lineup of Cessna Citation jets to King Air Turbo props, Silverhawk Aviation gives you the freedom to fly where you want, when you want. Travel in total privacy while you avoid the inconvenience of long drives, long lines, and those fun pat-downs. Not only do they provide the best in charter experience, which again, I love. I mentioned last time that I really love the coffee, and it's really great. The bathrooms are also just amazing, beautiful. I know, it's kind of weird to notice a bathroom, but I am that guy. I notice bathrooms. and Which, by the way, a little note out there to all you foodies. If you ever go into a restaurant and you see the bathroom is not in good shape, leave leave because that's probably a sign that's how they're treating your food but anyways silverhawk aviation is also a trusted services provider for all you pilots out there which i am not one but i respect you believe me immensely so from quick turns where you need to just fuel up get in and get out to faa certified maintenance and the best in avionics upgrades repairs and maintenance silverhawk aviation truly has something for all you aviation fans out there Check out SilverHawkAviation.com Again That's SilverHawkAviation.com Get in there Go to somewhere cool Use silverhawkaviation. Aviation They're really great Love Mike over there Alright this episode of the Old Green Plane Podcast We get to talk With Colby Coash Former state senator Right here in Lincoln, Nebraska Current actor Current Get out there Do things or The guy is really A jack of all trades He's renaissance man with you uh if you will he works now in the public sector trying to help out those in and around education but on this episode we talk more about his experience of flying in butch the old green plane old 6-2 tango and what we get into is something that i enjoy which is talking a little bit more about just the experience of flying not only that but his son we talk about his son and how he's interested in flying and so for you pilots out there this is really interesting one to hear from the perspective of someone who is young and has an interest because growing uh aviation and building and trying to catalyze new pilots is one of the goals i know colin has and one of mine goals my goals and so this podcast with colby is great because we discussed that in pretty good detail but we also discussed his life as an actor and knowing a member of the howard movie going family which is really interesting for all you movie buffs out there we also get a chance just to talk about his general thoughts about how he got started in politics and we don't get into the messy part of politics we talk about stuff that's interesting in politics why someone would want to serve publicly and how he did it and how he did it in a really interesting way because he got a chance to be actually be on the daily show be in time magazine be in playboy uh be on george stephanopoulos show And I think his story is one that's incredibly interesting, and I love sharing anywhere I can. So, without further ado, this is the Colby Coash episode of the Old Green Green Plane Podcast. And we're live. Except it's not the radio station. You've been doing... Is it Drive Time on KLIN?
1: Yeah, I'm a fill-in host for Drive Time Lincoln.
0: Like do you like it?
1: I do. You know, I like to be part of the conversation of what's going on in the community, what's going on politically. So anytime I get... You know, as a former elected official, I always was part of the conversation, but now that I'm out of office, I have to find different avenues to be out there. So yeah. you, whether you, it's flying in, in a <laughs> vlog pod, you know... Oh, we'll podcast, get to that, <laughs> or you know, hosting a radio show yeah. or acting in movies. Like, I just want to be out there,
0: yeah. Well, with the radio show, you get it produced too, so you're bringing on. You had us on, which is yep, fine. Had,
1: I had uh Colin Knieva and Craig Spilker on, um, yeah, just to talk about the old green plane because people need to hear about it, and it's happening in Lincoln, yeah. And so that's what's important to me. It's like this kind of stuff people think about happens bigger cities, you know, of course, Chicago or something like that, but. Cool stuff like this has happened right here in our community, so I like to highlight it when I get the chance.
0: Yeah. Do you like to talk more about politics? I mean, because you, you like you mentioned you, you got acting, you you've done obviously now getting into the other side of, of the aisle yeah. inside, you know, politics. So now on the outside, then you were in politics for a long time. Which, where do you gravitate? What do you like to talk? Or is it all of the above? Do you get well, to talk? Well, when I'm a host for the radio, yeah. I like to talk about. Leaking issues. It's external, right? Yeah.
1: I don't want it to be about me.
0: Right, 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 right. So I just right.
1: bring my own experiences, and I've got to do some cool things in my life. So I like to share them, not to be, not to brag about it, but just to let people know that hey, you know, you can do some cool things, even if you're, you know, right here in the middle mm-hmm. of of Nebraska.
0: How is how is r- radio surviving in this day and age with like with
1: podcasts? <laughs> like sports are... keeps everything moving. Yeah,
0: and local people are hyper yeah. aware. Local and sports. Yeah, but the age demographic kind of trends on the. Upper side, right? Like, I mean, in terms yeah. of like local radio. Yeah, well, that doesn't make it bad. Out. I love, I love radio. I've been a fan. I mean, I'm a sports talk radio guy. I always wanted to have my own show. I still want to do. It. That's one of my goals. But I mean, ongoing the way you, the way you take in media in general is just changing. It,
1: absolutely changing. And so, you know, my son's ten, right? Mm. So he's consuming media through YouTube. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he knows what the radio is because it's in my. Vehicle when I right. take him
0: places, and you so. do it, so I imagine exactly. Yeah. Have you ever had him on?
1: My son. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a good episode. No, he's been in the studio with me before. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's awesome. It was fun. It was a great experience, you know. Yeah, it was fun. Um, like,
1: like I said, I like to share what's going on with cool stuff in our community because we we you know we're the flyover state. Right, right, right. You hear right. That all the time, and so I want to. Get the opportunity. I like, I'm proud of my community, I'm proud of my friends and what they're up to, and I like to share it.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, speaking of that, proud of things going on. What, so you get done, you you leave our episode, we shot the episode oh, almost two weeks ago now, right? Um, we ate at Zeppelin's, what they call it now, yep, here locally, Used to be Lucky's, now at Zeppelin's, yep, here in Lincoln, Nebraska, had some good barbecue, yeah, right? Obviously, had the flight with Colin, but you're the thing that stuck in my brain is when you saw the plane for the first time. You said the words, "Wow, that's sketchy." <laughs> like, take me through when you saw it. The sketchy was because, like, that you weren't thinking that's how big the plane, old you know, old Butch was going to be, or what?
1: Well, you know, you don't. It's not a bad not, word to was me, was by the way. My, this was not my vision of what a hangar looked like. <laughs> like when you we can know think what of like I mean?
0: huge like iron gates or like pearly it like a
1: storage shed where you like go <laughs> by, you know, yeah, like, yeah.
0: Well, he also has some, you know, rakes in there for, you know, housework he's got to do. (laughs) Well, actually, he's here. You can be on the podcast, too. This thing can hear you. Sit down. Colin Keneva, the pilot pilot. extraordinaire. He comes in because his ears are burning. He's getting nervous about hearing about old Butch. But we're talking about hearing the words. You can just talk it here. I
2: I wasn't uh, nervous about hearing Butch. I was nervous about... Did I hear yard work? Or are we doing some, <laughs> no. some? I got some rakes out. Colby's in the hangar. In the hangar. It, yeah, it's like yeah.
1: a garden shed, and you open it up, and it has a old green plane in it. That's the <laughs> sketchy part. Yeah. You're like, like, oh. It looked like I thought we were going to like a U-Haul storage. <laughs> you know, you walk in, help your buddy move, and then it opens weird, and there's a there's a plane in there, and you're not. Yeah. So that was the sketchy part.
0: Well, the, the private jets have like the the same
1: hangars
2: same hangers yeah. don't, don't no hangers. they don't
1: they're they have, a
0: little different they're a
2: little bigger if they're private hangers they're bigger but you guys gotta remember I mean they, they we're renting from the airport authority that I think does a great job I mean you you see sketch I see shit my plane's not sitting out under a tree <laughs> <True>.
0: <laughs> are True. there people who who store their planes under a tree
2: so yeah remember that story of the guy I went down and was, was oh, off yeah. airport. yeah I mean, he kept his in a shed dirt floor and opened that door and was like hey we can fly it if you want i'm like yeah no we're
0: good that's sketchy colby
1: well i should you know here's the deal i've flown some private charters before when i was a senator i would fly with the governor once in a while or the attorney general or the university and when you do that you know you're you go out to the airport not for a commercial flight you start at silverhawk which is nice yeah yeah it's all you know pimped out it's like Private lounge. Great experience. And then, yeah. And then when you always start there, right? And so then I would go to one. Of the, I guess it's a private hangar, mm-hmm. right? Where uh, people who well, you own your plane, but they're bigger. It's a garage. Like yeah, it's a garage. Yeah. But these yeah. these things are private hangars, and so when you see how nice Silver Hawk is and how well they roll it out, you don't expect to go. to the, <laughs> <laughs> to the garage, Collins garage. garage. <laughs> because I've been there before, but yeah. it was always like on the, I guess the more commercial side, the, the more, you know, 8, 10 passenger. Right. Yeah. But we don't, don't have an
0: all green... Uh, you know, walkout rug or a nice rug, but you did you did use our facilities outside. You know, when you had to get yeah, ready I'm sure to go that's up. On tape at the airport the I'm area. sure it's gonna find. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's gonna find its way onto video somehow. But I mean, <laughs> okay, so you say the word sketchy. It was like, <laughs> holy shit, this is a garage with a plane in it.
1: It was also kind of a like, oh, well, this is real. Yeah, yeah, we're doing like, this. We're actually getting in this little guy and yeah, and getting off the ground.
0: So would you? So you mentioned in there too. You talked about that your wife Ronda was like. When, when you said you were going flying with Colin, <laughs> she hugged you a little <laughs> extra. Well,
1: I mean, probably, He's you know, right here. She it's all right. Gonna, you can she talk She knows about Colin, it. and so she knew that it was going to be fun, and it might have an element of danger in it. The thing she – so <laughs> call one time we spent a, a summer day in uh, Colin's hometown back in Leeds, right?
0: Mm-hmm. South Dakota, yep.
1: Yeah, and so one day uh, we were driving – home from where we were to where we were staying you remember you told me to go up that ramp you it's like this in 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 lead right Mm -hmm. so in this little little small town south dakota there's a uh a street with an incline that's like almost up and down yeah when you're going up it you can't see the top and colin goes punch it and i did and we went over there and She never forgot that, <laughs> and like so that is kind of how she sees yeah. Colin, like kind of like danger. Yeah, but you but lived incredible fun. Like, yeah. oh, we made it. Like, and I'm always like, that's me. I'm like, yeah, but we're alive, so yeah. it was good. Well, and, and like- so she thinks about Colin in that way. And so when she, when I told her I was doing that, she knew how to have an experience like that. She just wasn't quite sure if she wanted me to. <laughs> be there well she didn't want me to meet she didn't want me to be well, there but she didn't know she wanted the line. she didn't want me to go think in there about i mean too much, this, to you know, fly this is the part she knew we would have fun digging out of
2: a hole. <laughs> yeah
0: well i would still i mean uh, you know flying with you for the first time colin flying with you uh it was it was interesting because like i mean i've known you through business relationship for a while now and so obviously you're a leader and all those things fit and that's kind of like the role and mentality he gets into in the air but seeing him in that role is pilot mode? Pilots has got a different brain. I mean, it's a different like. Could could do you think? Because you got to take the reins of all to six two tango. Do you think you could be a pilot? I couldn't. I, I know that much now. I, I don't, don't think
1: I have the focus. Yeah, I, like, I yeah. And I wouldn't have thought you would have had the focus either. But you were all business, and I appreciate that.
2: Well, I, I I disagree because it's not necessarily just focus. It's it's just repetition. If you do things enough. You do things time and time and practice and train. I I think it's just overwhelming at first, but aviation is just one of those things. Yeah,
1: but okay, I do things over and over again, and that allows me to use my brain for other things because it is because I driving a car. Mm. Right, done that thirty years. Right, so. Because I don't even, it's, it's second nature. So, oh, so now I can th- give my brain to something else.
2: Oh, so you're thinking I was just laser focused on the flight. Yeah.
1: Wow, man. And I did a appreciate great job that. Because I was
2: actually focused on those the uh, barbecue we were about to do.
0: <laughs> <So>, or <laughs> yeah. all the keno you were going to win. Oh, the kino. You're okay. setting up your system.
1: Hey, before we get to that, can I tell you You'd what say Colin I did? Oh, he no. took, a few weeks after that, for my son's 10th birthday, He wanted he's always talked about being a pilot. Like he just that's been his brain, but he likes looking at pictures of planes, you know, military planes, big planes, small planes. And so Colin took him up. It was really cool on a flight for his birthday. We should have filmed that because his ten year old brain is just soaked everything in. And it's like he talks about it still. He wants to look at the pictures that we took. I mean, that was cool. And yeah. So, like, but Cole was the same guy with a 10-year-old in there. Highly focused, but still showing ropes. It was pretty cool. So Did was, he
0: get to hold the
1: – Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and actually, Cole, he was so intrigued by the whole experience. There was times where I'd be like, okay, Cole, you have to let go now because i didn't landed. do it. And he was. He was <laughs> just hanging on. To no way. I got he this, like... <laughs> it. He didn't realize it. He was just hanging on to it. Yeah. yeah. It, That's well, great. It, the best was, at one point, I was like, all right, Cole. Because he's he's holding on to the the yoke, and I said, all right. So I, now I want you to aim for that point on the horizon, and I want you to turn to the right. And I looked over at him, and I didn't realize, but this dude couldn't see over the dash, so <laughs> he was just looking out the side window and he yeah. was just making a stab at it. Because I was, you know, I said, now look at the horizon. Well, so but Cole, you know, talk about being focused. He focused on something in the sky and just aimed for that. And that's what I told him. Just aim for something and, and don't look out right in front of you. I mean, flying is just like life. If you only look at what's in front of you, like arm's length, you're going to miss it. You have to look the big picture, look way out there. That's how Cole was. He was flying. And kind of surprised for you guys, I did film it. I had all the GoPros going. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that. So I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll put together We'll have videos. to throw that up. That's was, great. Like that was a special deal for him, so. That's awesome. <laughs> and, and and I have great footage of of Rhonda. I gave her a, a good view of some buildings down below us or a lake. And uh, yeah, it was cool. Her 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 response was that of I think is you, did you ever get circulation back in that right <laughs> leg? She
1: squeezed the hell out. of it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Was she up there with you? Yeah, yeah. We oh, were you brought the seat. fam yeah. up. Yeah, it was really cool. Oh, that's great.
0: That is the one thing about aviation, like you know, you bring your family up, Colin, you know, and. Um, The girls, my girls, uh, Hazel and Elsie, have asked, you know, hey, I want to try that sometime, and yeah. you know, I, I never had that accessible to me when I was a kid, because where does Cole get, you know, where does he get the idea that he wants to be a pilot just from seeing like, for me, it would have been know. like Tom Tom Cruise, yeah, and, like Top Gun. He
1: he just has talked about he met a pilot when he was really little. One of my colleagues in the legislature was a pilot and was really nice to him, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's what planted in planted in his head, but. He was just all about... I mean, he's a kid. He likes yeah. planes. He, he yeah. Lives. So, I don't know. That's awesome. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, he's only 10, but yeah. it was cool. It was yeah. really
0: cool. It looked cool. I saw the posts on uh, Old Old Green Plains Instagram. Yeah. So, what sure. about you? How old were you when you first got to grab the... What are they called? The, what are they, the, they're the not reins. The yoke. <laughs> yoke. Yeah. I keep on yeah. saying reins. Like, that's a uh, horse.
2: I was little. I was, I was really little. But when your dad me. let you. Was it 6'2 yeah. Tango then? Yeah. 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 yeah, it was. That's cool. Uh, but, I mean, you know... My whole youth I was flying around my yard acting like I was either an airplane or a pilot. I mean that's all I've ever it's always fly this and and you know, even today it's a, if I hear something overhead you, you know me I'm running outside to yeah, days, yeah. you know it's just one of those things that yeah aviation just has that bug but whether or not you're in aviation but you know the other cool thing about aviation is it intrigues most everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if someone flying. hears a jet, they look up. Well, you know, yeah. Everybody has a little. I, I don't know. It's it's.
0: What I was gonna say is, I was running the other day, and I was <clears throat> gonna tell you guys this for this, who, so I've saved it. You? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I run for no apparent reason, but uh, this case I was running, and there was passing clouds in the sky, and for the first time I can actually see that the clouds weren't. When I was a kid, or my whole life up until flying with you, uh, the clouds seemed so far away. Right. Like literally when I look up in the sky, I'm like, those things are so unattainable. That's like, you know, from the time you're a kid laying on the ground, you know, looking up. But now flying, I can actually see how high they are. Mm-hmm. Like the perspective of, of them feels like, oh, those are five, 8,000 feet up. Mm-hmm. And so I felt that like that was an analogy to just dreams or anything stabs you want to take in life at whatever. And I think it's a good transition for you, Colby, because again... Where did you make the jump to decide to become a state senator? Was like, was that you were working on the private side, right? Or were you getting more into public sector? I remember you telling me a story, sorry, about one of your first like fundraisers. Yeah. You know, and I've always been intrigued. Like, what was the catalyst to make you go? Because to me, that cloud that you were fucking looking up in the sky, to me, if I'm going to go become a politician tomorrow, that's so far up. But I mean, imagine that felt more attainable to you.
1: my path to elected office is really connected to my path as an advocate, Mm -hmm. like speaking up for others and, and things like that. But, you know, I was in a, in the grand scheme of things, my office was small. I mean, a state senator is you're one of a couple, you know, 49 here in Nebraska and so you don't represent like a whole state. You represent a small part of the community. But when I was a kid, I think this is the story you're talking about. When I was a kid, um, I was pretty highly focused on work, and I, I mean, my dad taught me to work, and so that's what I would do, and so uh, when I was like 14, you know, I'm thinking about getting a new a car, you know, it was kind of a thing to do in small town Nebraska, and and uh, all my friends, you know, we're all trying to get money or go find mm-hmm. a, a vehicle, usually it's something to get the girls, you know, kind of a thing, and so um, my dad made me a deal when I was a kid. He says, look, if you save whatever you save for a car, I'll match it and that'll be your car, right? So the more you save, the more I'll match, the better the car you get. And so my job, I worked for him, fertilizer plant sweep. I didn't really like that that much, but I did get a job like washing dishes, right? And it was, I liked it. My friends were there. I mean, you know, it was cool. So I was washing dishes and I'm only 14, going on 15. And one day my boss came in came to me and she said, Colby, we're going to have to cut your hours. You're not going to be able to work on Sundays anymore. We're going to have to cut you loose earlier than we normally do on Saturday. and We're going to really cut you back. And for me, that was, well, there's less money for a car. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, why, why are you doing this? I thought I was a good worker. She said, oh, no, it's not anything to do with your work ethic or how well you're doing. We'd love having you here. But the legislature is going to change this law and it's going to restrict how much a kid under 16 can make. So that really cheesed me off, right? So I went home and I told my dad the same story. And and what I was hoping he would say was, well, that's okay, Colby. I'll kick in the difference because you're not. But instead, what he told me at 14 was, you better call your state senator and tell him. So he got on the phone with a state senator. I had no idea really who it was or he just handed me the phone. He says, he talked to him and he said, it was Senator Jim Jones. And he said, Senator, uh, before I let you go, my son has something he wants to share with you. And so I shared this story with some guy I'd never met on the phone, uh, miles and miles away at the state capitol. And told him this story. Maybe a week or two later, I got a letter from him who said, and he said, You know, dear Colby, I appreciate you telling me your story. I just want to let you know, I want you to keep working and I'm going to do my best to keep this from happening. Best of luck on getting a new or getting a car. And it was just a really important moment in my, that was the thing that set me on the path, right? Because I realized that you, you could have influence and my dad instilled, I mean, he didn't have to do that, but he really did put me on a different path to say, okay, just by speaking up, by advocating for yourself, you can, you can make a change. And so that was the first time I thought about running for office. My whole career was always working with kids and people with disabilities and things like that. And so that was kind of an advocacy voice that I had developed, um, just working with people who who needed help. And so when I'd go to the Capitol, these people were, I was like, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're doing. And so I was just, Taught. I can do it. Yeah, I can, if they can do it, I can yeah. do it. And so, I didn't. Um, you know, I ran for office. I had a fundraiser once where I lost money. So that's like <laughs> I think that's what opposite. you tell me. <laughs> I did. I had a yeah. fundraiser, I lost. Startup company
2: knows. Yeah. it's like I bought that. like
1: four hundred dollars worth of food and yeah. pre-bought drinks, and and had a donations of like hundred and fifty. Yeah. So at the end of this fundraiser, <laughs> I had to write a check of money I didn't really have to yeah. be, you know so it just made me work hard was that your first that was my you, first yeah my did you get elected on that one did yeah, that yeah. campaign you got elected well, it was a good thing from I there. didn't make any money on that because Had I done better, I might have got lazy. I don't know, you know? So it made me just work harder and just said, okay, well, if I can't get people to give me money, I'll just work. I'll outwork the other guy, not outraise him. Yeah. Well, Mr. Koash goes to Lincoln. So I worked him. Yeah. And that's how I won.
0: Did your dad instill in you that it was, was it to him that every person has a voice? I mean, what, how was the view of government to him that saw that he's like, well, just pick up my phone and call? I mean, granted, it's a state senator, which is more accessible than your senator for the
1: i think it was a little bigger than that i hmm. think it was well if you're unhappy about it do something
0: Uh, like if you
1: don't like the way your boss is treating you or what you've been told like take action yeah like don't just accept that it's not gonna work out oh i guess i'll have i'll get instead of a mustang i'll get a oldsmobile right And he's like well if, if it's that important you do something yeah and that's so that's pretty, where that's 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 the lesson. That's a great that story.
2: That. that is a great story because I think a lot of kids would be like instead of asking the question why, you know, hey, hey Colby, we're gonna cut your hours, bitch.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. A lot of kids they complain they,
2: they complain, and it's never their fault. It's always yeah. someone else's fault. So to own up to it and say, hey, well, what's going on here
1: and ask? I mean, well, he taught me that even at 14, it's within me to do something. Right. Like I didn't have to just accept that.
2: Um, and, and and becoming a senator at 16 is impressive. Is, is that the <laughs> <laughs> no, well,
1: I, I was a young one. I mean, I yeah. was yeah I'm one of the youngest when I was elected.
0: I was going to say, because um, was when were you first elected?
1: I was like early 30s.
0: Yeah. Right, so. Well, it's a testament to the way our government is set up, right? Where for if better, you just worse. think you could. I mean, isn't that the ideal notion of who should be an elected official? Just someone who's got an idea and some gumption and wants to go out and change it for the good or better good? I mean, instead of, you
1: know. I don't know, some people get into it to be heard, do their own thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, their own agendas. the, mm-hmm. the, legis- you know, legislatures all over the country are filled with people with their own motivation, you know, self self or selfish motivations. Yeah. I mean,
0: self-serving the, motivation. Self-serving, that's what you yeah. Need. Yeah. You have the what's after in mind as opposed to what you're doing in the right. moment. But
1: for me it was, you know, um, I got a lot out of it. I will not yeah. lie. I mean, I met a lot of people, made a lot of connections. Mm-hmm. Well, I,
0: I would state, you know, you'd mention, you know, small scale, it's local, it's state center. But I mean, it, it, to me, like the local level, the state level of governance really where the old, like the ideas are really formed and catalyzed. And hopefully those are taken to then. The, I think the in mid- the
1: Midwest, it's that way.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, just because there's less of us. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, <laughs> more I think accessible. Your, your voice is more amplified. But, it, yeah, uh,
1: you know, all politics are local. Yeah. And that's definitely true.
0: Well, the, the craziest part about, at least as I see it, and again, people who don't know you are maybe from our episode or this, will eventually learn more. Uh, but those that do know, I mean, fairly, iconically, you were able to jump onto The Daily Show. And that, to me, was <laughs> – I remember, we again, we were working – Together here at Amped, Colin and I, with you. You were kind of bird dogging for us, going out there, yeah. connections you had, just really introducing us to, to employees or leaders who had a need for what we do. And Dude,
2: if there's a door that needs to be open, Coash yeah, opens that door. No, but that's the door. That's, that's, yeah. uh, but that's, that's the beauty of you, Colby. So many people have so much respect for you that, I mean, a lot of people call organizations and call leaders all the time. But to be able to call and get a door open, I mean that takes someone to respect you, you know. And so for you to be, you know, I, I've I've heard a few different stories of, hey, how would you end up doing business with him? Well, I got a call from Coash and he <laughs> set a meeting and da da da.
1: We went down there and so man, that's a testament. Well, that's so, kind of that's what I, I I can offer connections. Yeah, yeah. I've always <clears throat> learned the value of those. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it's it's, who
2: you know, it's, it, I was ta- taught at a young age too. Your your network is your net. Worth, mm-hmm. right? You yeah, know, people right. that put people that put a price tag on that. I, I just I, I look at relationships as they're priceless. Yeah. So you, you've got to you got to harbor
0: Well, was there a relationship? I mean, obviously you were kind of. So the reason why you were on the Daily Show <laughs> was through the the death penalty. So yeah, for me, being yeah. a fan of the show for some time, okay. I don't watch as much now after Jon Stewart left, but. Um, <laughs> How did that happen? Like you get the call, and they're like, "Hey, we want you to be on the yeah." yeah well, take us through what it's like to be on the Daily I Show. I
1: become kind of a poster child for a particular movement about the Say death it. penalty. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. So I was like the go-to guy, mm-hmm. and I and take, so to
0: clarify, it's to a ab-
1: yeah. For what's for the like, terminology? I said this when we shot abolish. Okay, yeah. yeah
0: and here so in the state it, it carried right you you yeah, moved the needle you,
1: which yeah. isn't a, something you would think about what happened in a place like nebraska no no so not at all yeah. i got the credit for that i mean
0: rightly so it wasn't
1: my it was it was my work that did it you said Certainly it was I like wasn't by myself
0: but. you were like the guy who ran it over the yeah, finish line yeah kind of like refrigerator period yeah yeah so the bears in 86 t- tons yeah. of
1: people have been working on it for years and i got the ball at the 2 yard line and pushed it over yeah. but and i i tend not to say no when people ask me to do things like be beyond radio or getting in an old green plane or something like that. (laughs) I I love to say yes to things like that. Um, and so because I was kind of the face for that, I mean, I had the most bizarre, like six months of my life right after that, that vote, they flew me all over the country. I was doing speeches about it. I was, uh, in Playboy magazine, right? Time magazine. (laughs) Uh, George Stephanopoulos's ABC and then like the Sunday show. Yeah, I was on that and then um, the Daily Show called. And that was a weird thing because they make fun of people and I right. <laughs> and it was a serious issue for me and I didn't want Very. to be the butt of a joke. yeah and I didn't want Nebraska to be the butt of a joke so initially I turned it down. And I said I really. Don't... Yeah, cuz I, I didn't want. It was too.
0: Do they pitch you? Is that something yeah, where
1: they're like, a "Oh pitch. hey, yeah." it's like we're, I, this I, is I the kind of story were like... going
2: through that. And that was one of the things you told me is I don't know that I'm going to do it cuz I, I don't I don't want to be made a fool of and I don't want our state to be made a fool
1: of. Well, some, you know, and but that's what you like they do. about the show. Yeah, you it's funny. It, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, they do usually have somebody who's kind of like
0: yeah. So you, they,
1: they're serious, but everybody else is going, I don't know if that guy knows that he's the joke. Right, 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 right. right. And I yeah. so thankfully, I'd seen the show, and I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. So they said, well, don't worry, Koash. You'll be the straight guy, and we got somebody else who's going to be the joke. And
0: yeah. So they tell you that from the get-go.
1: Well, they did, because I asked, because initially I turned them down. And they asked why. And I when I told them, this is why I'm not going to do it, they said, well, you know, let me explain how mm-hmm. this is going to work. And so... I mean, it's the Daily Show, right? So it's pseudo journalism, yeah, you know. Right. I mean, yeah. they have a, a bent on it, but it was so you know, and they had me on. I did a full day of filming with them. They followed me around. Yeah. It was it was really surreal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, I don't know, a couple months later, here it was.
0: The episode was great. I mean, the the yeah. piece you know was great. I thought it told the story.
1: Yeah, and we filmed. All, I mean, obviously it was like a ten minute shot, but there was hours that they didn't use right they had all these different angles And are they telling you it's like like
0: are they are they kind of is there coaching you know
1: no i mean the producers are like okay so the the take on this one is we're gonna make fun of this guy and we want you to tell us your opinion on Mm -hmm. this and it was so they just had different takes on the same issue right and some of them were funnier than others, I guess. So they picked the ones they thought were funny.
0: Well, it's like that show paved the way for like John, uh, John Oliver's show. I mean, there's yep. shows popping up fairly all over. That's like satirical take on real news. Yep. And then for you to be a radio host as well, doing real takes on real news. Yeah. I mean, where's I the line there? I mean, and you are in politics. So like, cause it's, it, I mean, a lot of, especially younger than like 26, 28, that's where they get their yeah like news commentary from.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm just me. Yeah. I just lay it out there. And if I'm, I just try to be honest. I mean, I don't try, I'm honest, and I just say what I think and have who I want. And I get a lot of, lat- with the radio show that I guest host on quite a bit, I have a lot of latitude. I just, I can have who I want and talk about who I want. and if But you don't feel the pressure like, crack
0: that. a joke. You're not trying to make a satirical. No, you, if 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 I you try do, to crack funny. a
1: joke and sound like I was crazy.
0: Telling a joke. Crack a joke so Do you just, have any uh, good jokes? No. <laughs> no
1: you Come on, I you're an actor.
0: You're an actor. I don't. Colin's got yeah. too many, so we don't want to open yeah, up that I can. Okay, on. here's one. Okay. I got one. This okay.
1: is the best one, and I, I don't know who to attribute this to. but So a traveling salesman is going door-to-door selling something and vacuum cleaners, right? And so he knocks on this door, and a little kid answers, a little six-year-old little boy. And he's got a martini in one hand and a cigar in the other, and he's wearing a tutu. And the salesman goes, uh, little little boy, are, you, is your, are your mom and dad home? And he says, well, what the fuck do you think? <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, that's good.
1: It's my best joke. It's because
0: you're such a good actor. You had me. I didn't know where we were going with it.
2: But I thought you were going to tell about the girl that made ham sandwiches. You never heard that joke? No.
0: All right, told Tra- you. Traveling we're good.
2: salesman cruising across, you know, western Nebraska, scarcely populated, and pulls into a gas station to fill up. Sees a sign on the window that says, Ham sandwiches a buck and a quarter, hand jobs two dollars and fifty cents. He's looking, man, it's been a long road, so he walks in there, a little gal sitting behind the counter, cute little thing, and he goes, Uh, hey miss, are you the, the one that gives the hand jobs? And uh she goes, Well, yeah, I am. And he goes, "Tell you what, it's been a long day on the road. Why don't you wash up them hands and make me a ham sandwich?" <laughs> oh We're
0: insane. gonna lose all our female listeners. <laughs> hey, he, he chose the ham, <laughs> <laughs> the ham sandwich. Oh, that's right. Yeah, actually, it's, it's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah it's what a positive. Great guy. It's been a long day. I'm hungry. Yeah.
2: <laughs> wash up those hands and
0: make me a sandwich. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> well, if there's any better segue to talk about. What, what's the movie that you're in? Or Did you rap? Because you had yeah. you had uh, Ron Howard's brother. Why can't I think of his Clint name? Howard, Clint man. Howard. Did You had him in town? Not yep, too long after to we rapped on our yeah, episode. Yeah,
1: he came to town uh, a few days after that. We picked him up at the airport. He was in town for a few, How well, do about, you, about a week. So, you,
0: you know, again, for those that don't know, the other part about you that's always intriguing, you know, you work full time. Obviously, you got yeah. a job and your father and You're your husband. You and go once, into t-ball practice, baseball practice tonight. So you got other things. You're drive time right. host, part time fill in, and you were former center, all that. So you're at. You probably still got thoughts around all that. But now you still act. How yeah. do you? How the hell do you find the how? How do you find the time for this?
1: Well, I, you make time. I mean, you know, I don't have hobbies.
0: Yeah. You know, this they, is my
1: hobby. This is yeah. my creative outlet. So when people ask me to be in their projects, sometimes they're really shitty B horror. <laughs> Like the, bad, the Amityville, Amityville, Amityville Thank movies. You, I try. You know? So you know, sometimes I I'm in those, and then once in a while I get a chance to be in something that's actually funded and professionally done. Yeah. And so
0: yeah, because you're a legit actor, do you yeah, carry legit. your SAG card? I could that, carry it. Is it that what does get, that mean? By the way, I've always heard that. Is that SAG like the is Screen Actors Guild? So uh-huh. it's just
1: it's your union card. Yeah. Right? It's no different being a in the pilots union or the electrical workers union or the plumbers union. It's mm-hmm. just. You have a vocation. Any of our listeners
2: are the head of the pilots union. I'd like
1: that.
0: <laughs> I was gonna out. ask.
2: <laughs>
1: you know, my wage sucks right now. <laughs> You're right.
0: My wage of free. <laughs> <laughs> Working for free don't pay for shit. Yeah, and you sure's. You just have to deal with us up in right. there, not not the likes of Clint Howard. Because, I, mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, he's know, been he's around. Been no, he's, I mean. hundred movies. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely his, you know, name. I knew it right when you are you know, I mentioned him as Ron Howard's brother, which that's also. Yeah, he
1: had a role, you know, or some, they brought in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I mean, not me, but. How but many I, movies
0: have you done total?
1: Oh, like 18.
0: Really? What's your favorite one that you ever did? The
1: last one I did. This, <laughs> this last one? Well, you know, I like, because people might see it. Yeah, <laughs> you is, know? It, is
0: it? So and take it, us through. Well yeah, so there's a budget. They were yeah. on location here in Lincoln. What was the name of it again?
1: La Flemme Rouge. La.
0: Fla- yeah, you had to look up Clint Howard, didn't oh, you? Oh,
2: dude. Yes, I know. Yes, Clint you Howard. know Clint Howard. Yeah. Well, That's his dad. That's his dad. Okay. Yeah. Yes. You know, when I see him, I kind of think of the. Uh, I don't want to say the villain, but when he's I a s-
1: character actor, right? Yeah, he he's always... played a lot
0: of unique characters yeah. through time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that was kind of cool. I mean, I get to meet some cool people. Yeah.
0: Did you go outside of Lincoln to shoot? Did you guys have on set Fremont? So what can you tell us a little bit about what it's about? You
1: know, (laughs) that's awesome. Um, Yeah, that's old Clint Howard, man. You (laughs) know, it's it's a thriller. It has to do with like um, an art heist and also like cycling and doping. Really? Yeah. And so. Are you the cyclist? No, I'm a cop that's investigating that. You're typecast. I know. I play a lot of police officers, and dads, and dads, and dads. cops, and dads. Yeah, but that's what role. happens, you know. You're a middle-aged guy and cop
0: or dad, cop or dad, cop or, dad. Yeah. or cyclist. So okay, there's cyclists, there's doping, it's a yeah. hi- art heist, and there, I know, it's bad. I don't, horror. don't know
1: a whole lot about it. No, it's thriller. I mean, it's not, oh, okay. it's kind of jumpy, suspense action. No, yeah,
0: yeah, gotcha. Not gross or anything. So. When's it gonna be released? You know? Or Who knows. It, these They're, things take a long wrap. time. They
1: do, right? they do could take a while. They're hoping to have it done for like film festivals in 2020.
0: You have your own project too going on on the side. Are you still shooting your show or Once your podcast? While, or, I, yeah, or, I get t- to
1: do. Tell us, take take
0: us through that. Tell us, everybody, about uh, that. Oh, you
1: know, just from an acting standpoint, an acting colleague of mine and I, as dads of young kids, we started just filming funny. Like product demos and stuff that are more geared towards dads.
0: It's based off of?
1: Well, it's based off of. Uh, well, well we, not I don't solely say based, based off. off of, but it's in, it was inspired by a the I yeah. Mom's of Hard videos, which yeah. are friends of ours who started putting those together. And they're killing it they're across huge. the country. Yeah. And, um, we're not anywhere close to that. But it was like we we started doing it just kind of a tribute to them. Yeah. Like say, hey, we know you.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I've seen like a few of the episodes. They're funny. They're they're funny. I like them. Yeah, yeah.
1: We need to do more. I mean, it's as you know, podcasts stuff like that. It's like you got to keep cranking them out.
0: Well, it's hard to get everybody together. It's hard to schedule them. It's just hard to do it in general. Yep, I'm Um, not calling on. Yeah, yeah. He's a that would be, you'd be a perfect. What's the name of it again? Here to tell you something. Here to tell you something. Which is like something our Colin my dad starts always starts most used conversations to say, hey, with I'm that. Yeah, I'm here to tell you. Something. <laughs>
1: it's like really? Yeah. You, did that's you really come here to just to tell that's me that's what he does
0: when he comes to the office every day. Listen here, I'm here to tell you something. <laughs> like, All right. Something. Okay. Here we yeah. go. What or do we my,
1: my do? dad always starts <laughs> conversations with that. Or and put it or put it this way.
0: Yeah. That's another one. Of that's real. That's Put it this way. Put it this way. just say it. Or about to. Put it anyway. Yeah. Colin never says about to. Some shit's going to go down. I'm about to. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Well, I mean, honestly, Colby, I, listen, we've only, we've only done three of these things. And it was my favorite one because it was fun to see you it again. It was good. It was a great time to get up there. I'm um, going to do it again. Are you going to take up pilots and get your pilot's license now?
1: No, I'm going to support my 10-year-old in doing it, though. That's awesome. I, I yes. mean, if he wants to. I mean, I looked into um, – there's the, the academy, the – Civil Air Patrol, mm-hmm. which is for, he's too young right now. When you're 12, you can join that. And if you stick through it, at the end, you end up getting to a solo flight and all that
0: stuff. Well, well Colin, from the outset, one of Colin's goals with Old Green Plane, the show, and then, you know, this companion podcast, Old Green Plane podcast, was to get people excited about aviation. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, with Cole, you check one in the box, check, dude. Check, man. That's great, you know.
2: I mean, and the other thing, too, is you hang around, you hang around places, you know, silver going out there performance air i mean in lincoln we're so lucky because we have these places that are so accessible and yeah. and and the the men and women that run those organizations man they just can't wait to talk anything about aviation especially with a kid yeah right but uh, i mean you know someone like you I, I was visiting with a gentleman the other day that uh jeez louise it was at a garage sale and i started talking to this guy about his dad was a pilot and he's telling me all kinds of cool stories. Well, by the end of it, he said, you know, I'm 52 years old. I, You know, I always said someday, and it never happened. I said, well, 52 years old's nothing. Go out and do it, man. Well, he texted me later, and he goes, you know what? Monday I am. I'm going to go out there and talk to him. And why not? Yeah. I mean, you know.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. Well, the episode or the radio uh, when we came in your guys' yeah. studios at KLIN here in Lincoln, the your sound engineer, what is officially his title? The guy who was He's next the to you, producer. His yeah. dad, his dad had he was a World War II pilot yeah. who yeah. flew planes across the Atlantic. Crazy story. Yeah, and I mean he had a story about you know and someday yeah. I want to save it because I think I'd love to hear him tell it. Yeah, but, yeah We uh, actually
1: did talk about that more. I hosted. Did you on the D Day anniversary? Oh yeah, absolutely. So we talked to him
0: about it. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. He what was his name? Chris Lofgren. Chris Lofrin, yeah, he was great. And he's got that timber. He's just got that radio voice. Right. That dude's made for it. But um no, man, I obviously appreciate love you no, it was fun. coming in. What a just real quick, so give you a chance to plug. Yeah. Is there anything you want to plug?
1: No. Your life. <laughs> Here I am, Colby. <laughs> I'll plug old green plane, man. I'm oh, pushing you. you guys. Awesome. Well, well I appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much, buddy. It's been it was fun. fun. All right, Thanks, buddy. Guys. We'll talk to you soon.